for decades. He's been the king of Memphis. It's good to be king of your own little town. You want to see the king? You think anybody would pay to come down and see a sawed-off runt, bug-eyed Bill Dundee? No, they come to see me, baby. King of them all, right here it is, baby. The greatest wrestler that ever lived and ever will step into a ring. You're looking at him, and I am the champion. And you may be familiar with his work in WWE, too. I'll show you who the real king of the World Wrestling Federation is. It's the most electrifying move. It's Forks Entertainment today. Oh, the people that won. For 50 years, he's been known all over the world as one of wrestling's biggest stars. And now, he's decided to share all of his favorite stories from his 50 years in wrestling with you. Tell me a story. Why don't you put your false teeth in backward and eat yourself to death? (laughs) Oh, that's one of my favorites. This is the Jerry Lawler Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jerry Lawler Show. This is Sean Reedy welcoming you back. Sorry that we've been away, but we are here to celebrate the 50th anniversary coming up of Jerry's career. We have an event coming up in Jackson, Tennessee, at the ballpark at Jackson, the home of the Jackson Generals, on September 26th with USA Championship Wrestling. And with me, we have the king, of course, to talk about this great event, as well as the promoter, longtime Memphis name, Burt Prentice. How are you guys doing? Well, uh, doing great. yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, we just jumped right into the fact that this this podcast this uh, this time is going to be all about the uh, all about the anniversary show, which is actually, I mean, we do have. I'm tickled to death to have Burt on here. I'm excited about this. Uh, anniversary show that's coming up but a lot of stuff has happened uh, since we did our last podcast and we're going to be talking about all of that sort of stuff here today i mean we had a, this is going to be a, a a a packed podcast if i if you know what i mean absolutely yes we have to talk about obviously the passing of kamala and uh, many other things in the wrestling world uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that we're gonna talk about that but first we want to talk with burt prentice right Absolutely. This is such a, a a cool event. I mean, 50 years. It's so crazy. I mean, I know, um, you know, on one hand, some of us think, of course, it's Jerry the King Lawler. Of course, he's going to have that type of career. But you were just a kid with a dream, with a mouth that worked and an ability to entertain people in the ring. And here we are all these years later. Unbelievable. Wait a minute. Are you, you talking about me or Burt Prentice? <laughs> Either. Hey, Burt, are you there? He's talking about he's talking about you, King. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We. I don't know. I, I really don't want to go back into you know, rehashing all of this. Uh, the the whole fifty year career, mainly because my memory is not that great. I don't remember uh, uh, too much about it, other than the fact that fifty years seems like a long, long time. I used to remember as a as a you know as a teenager or whatever. I'd see people celebrate celebrating their fiftieth anniversary of being married the the golden anniversary and i'm thinking oh my gosh how are these people even still alive much less being celebrating this up for 50 years but yeah it seems it seems like it's gone by in the blink of an eye um and i just bird our buddy mark james just put up a uh thing on twitter the other day he's actually found uh, of course mark's a great historian but he actually found the the original 
newspaper ad from the old Commercial Appeal newspaper here in Memphis that uh, my first match ever in Memphis at the old Ellis Auditorium before we went to the Coliseum was in August uh, of 1970. So really, I mean, as we're yeah, as we're doing this podcast, I wrestled Mac York. Do you remember that name, Bert? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mac. Uh, Mac used to come to the matches at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds and visit you in the mid '90s when we were running full steam there. This is the Jerry Lawler Show. I was telling Sean earlier before we started the podcast, Mac York was my first opponent at the Ellis Auditorium working for Nick Goulas and Roy Welch, my first Memphis match. And Mac York was also the brother of Paul Morton, who was the father of Ricky Morton, who's in Rock and Roll Express. And so Mac York is, was Ricky Morton's uncle. Yeah, and Paul Morton was a great referee. They called him Bald Eagle. Bald Eagle, you're right, exactly. Well, anyway, yeah, the, yeah it's been it's been now 50 years since that match, and I, I guess probably Mark James would know the exact number, but I would really like to know the exact number of matches that I've had over those 50 years. But that's that's the thing that kind of gets away from me when I start. People will ask me, oh, you know, remember this about a certain match, and remember who was your favorite opponent or who was your best tag team partner. And, and oh, my gosh, the, you know, after having thousands and thousands of matches, over those 50 years, I can't, that kind of stuff just all runs together for me. Bert, do you? you yeah, you, you would, you would have to have, of, I mean, most, I, I think if you even took an average of 300 dates a year and sometimes maybe more times 50 years. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's a, it's an amazing number, an amazing feat for an incredible, I mean, for obviously the best who's ever stepped in the ring, in my opinion. Oh, well. Some people ask me sometimes, who was the best manager? Who was the best heel manager that we ever had in Memphis? And of course, my, the, the name that comes to mind, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're a little bit familiar. Well, Sean, you're real familiar with Memphis history and, uh, Burt Prentice worked for us forever here in Memphis. Uh, is not his entire career, but for a big part of his career as, uh, one of our, one of our top managers. And you, you actually, Burt, you've managed Brett the Hitman Hart when he came to Memphis to go against me, didn't you? I managed Brett, and I managed Owen, which was an honor. Uh, I managed Giant Gonzalez, the night you set his hair on fire. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, Papa Shango. Everybody that Vince seemed to send in, you know, I ended up, you know, in their corner, which that was that was an amazing time for sure. Really was my my favorite though. That uh, remember the Dragon Master. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the first night I came into the, the the territory. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I I come up with this. You know, I was into booking people with these monster masks that I would buy out of the back of famous monster magazines. These Don Post uh, vinyl uh, rubber like monster magazines that looked so realistic. We had Doctor Frank, and then I mean, I, 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 we had every kind of monster that uh, that they would come up with in these monster masks. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm looking, and this. There's a huge, I mean, really huge mask. It was like, uh, and this back in the day, this was a lot, but it was like oh, almost two hundred dollars for this one mask. And, but then when like when the thing came in the mail, it was like three or almost four feet long. It it not only went on the person's head, then it had this big dragon thing that went, I mean, went up over his head. 
this big dragon's face, and then it came down over his chest. And and who was the guy that we that we put that on that you we brought him out in the, like a casket or something, didn't we? I want to tell this entire story if we have time. And yeah, I'll do it quickly. But his name was Gary Rich, and he was legit six eleven. But in that mask, he really did look eight and a half feet, nine feet tall. It was just incredible. And they had me push this box out to the ring. Now I knew who Jerry Lawler was, and I just got to the territory. But I, I had worked at Global, and of course I started for Vern Gagne. And I'd been around, and I knew who Lawler was, but I, I, and that's about it. I just knew who he was, and I, um. I got it. I got to TV on a Saturday morning, and they said that you're going to manage this guy, uh, the Dragon Master, and you're going to push this. Side. You're going to do all this, and I come to find out, the guy had has only had seven matches in his entire life. And I'm like, <laughs> they got me moved to Memphis, and I'm going to manage this guy. We're going to be out of here in two weeks, and where the heck am I going to go? <laughs> and uh, so. And I'm just brand new. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, just came in from Global. I was on ESPN a while, so few people might have knew me from there, but Memphis didn't know me. But, I, and I didn't know this is how Memphis worked, but I think this was 1992, my first day in TV. And the next thing I know, we're in the main event Monday night at the Mid South Coliseum. And, um, <laughs> the whole thing is, is, you know, goes as planned on TV. And it went, went well. He was, I mean, I was his mouthpiece and, and but he was very. I mean, that mask was. It was one of. And Jerry's had a lot of them. But that mask was was epic. And that kid was huge. But he could not walk and, and chew gum at the same time. And that 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 doesn't mean he did not be in a great uh, rusher because he went on to do other things. But I'm thinking, a guy with seven mat. Oh my God, this is how what how are we gonna a main event at Mid South Coliseum? And it drew very respectable. And I'm out there and and this is when I learned. And and really realized how incredible Jerry Lawler was. Oh please! I, I managed. I've been around, and I watched Jerry with this guy who had no idea what he was doing. Had everybody in the place thinking, you know, it, it, I mean, this, that this guy was 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 Bret Hart because I mean, this, this he made this kick. And I got so enthralled watching the match, I forgot that I was managing. I thought I was sitting in the front row because I, <laughs> I, I seen how Lawler worked. And it was like Copperfield because you wanted to see, how did, wait a minute, how did you just, wait, how did you just, what in the world? So at that point, and then we ended up beating him for the world title that night. And I'm thinking, what? Well, man, if I work with Jerry Lawler every night, I'm, I'll be fine. And uh, ended up, uh, there's actually a, a, a wrestling record book that says Burt Prentice caused Jerry Lawler to use to lose the unified title more than any other manager. And I love that title. <laughs> I like throwing that up all the time. <laughs> but the match was unbelievable. Uh, I think Dragon Master stayed, uh, I think, three, four weeks maybe. And uh, I was there almost 10 years. Uh, well, well, till they closed. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. You were there till 90. 97 or so and then yeah, course, yeah. still you, you still came back and when the with did you come and do some stuff with power pro or uh with, with i did Corey? with power pro but i did with Corey's other thing at 30 and then uh me and you had had uh, a few tv things at, at uh oh i forgot that place but that sure was a great place to do tv at that building but the vine yeah 
Yeah, that was. Yeah, awesome. and let me tell you, if there was a, if there was a, a a really good venue that that was that people would come to, I mean, you know, I, I Jerry and I would be doing something in Memphis. Now there's just, it's just few and far between, and we I think I've been very blessed just having the Jackson area, the Jackson, which used to be the Jackson Coliseum, Oman Arena, which was our regular venue up until the COVID hit. And now we've just built our own TV studio there. And I was lucky that all the uh, political players in Jackson wanted this in Jackson. And they told me if I could do it at the open air ballpark that, hey, I mean, the the mayor's been nothing but but, uh, really, you know, beyond. And the Jackson General's Ball Club, they are supporting this thing, and um, you know, there's always hype. Oh, tickets are flying off the. They're really, but we haven't even legitimately started advertising this thing. It's been word of mouth. All of our media breaks on September one, as far as the billboards and the radio. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to even do that because the field seats really are almost already gone at fifty dollars oh. a piece. Now, the, you speak of the mayor. The, the mayor there, I've. I, I, been honored by several different mayors, especially here in Memphis. Back when I won the AWA World Championship in 1988, uh, uh, the mayor, Mayor Hackett at the time, made it Jerry Lawler Day. Uh, then later on, uh, Mayor Willie Harrington made us a special Jerry Lawler Day. And then later on, um, A.C. Wharton, the mayor, made Jerry Lawler Day. But the mayor in Jackson is going one step further. What's he doing there in Jackson that week? They are making it Jerry Lawler week, and we're oh, actually oh. making this a we're actually making this a six day uh, celebration of the king and his career. There's something going on at at our home at Studio 45 in Jackson every night that week. Kane uh, uh, is coming in doing a private meet and greet. We've wow. got uh, we're going to be displaying some of Jerry's artwork. Uh, we're going to have some other wrestling going on that week. And uh, it's just going to be an incredible week. And we're very cognizant that it's COVID time, uh, but we are following the same protocol as the Bristol Speedway, who just had 30,000 people up there um, at their racetrack. And, we're, uh, of course, we got guidelines that we have to follow, and, and we will follow them. And uh, the stadium for concert seats about 9,900, baseball about six. And we've been approved for 2,050 people at this point. Now, things are starting to plateau a little bit in Tennessee, and they will look at it around the 19th of September, and they'll let us know then what the official number will be, what we can have. Maybe a little higher than that, but we've definitely been approved for 200 seats on the floor and 1850. And and that will be able – people will be comfortable. They can spread out and, um, you know – we have an amazing list of folks that are coming to honor Jerry. Uh, that's just, I mean, it's just amazing. Well, you and talk the about the grows every day. Yeah, and you talk about the uh, the venue. It's the it's the official name is the ballpark at Jackson, but we call it the Jackson Generals Baseball Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Anybody that's been by Jackson, Tennessee, when you go, if you're going from Memphis to Nashville. Uh, anytime down down uh, Interstate 40, boom! It's right there off of uh, on the well, depending right or left, which way you're going. But anyway, it's right off the interstate there in Jackson. A beautiful yeah, it's, it's exit 85. Yeah, yeah, exit 85. A beautiful stadium. Uh, like you said, a big, big, uh, nice, beautiful ballpark. 
So it's it's going to be exciting and a great place to have this event. Yeah, and uh, they're, they, they're allowing tailgating if people want to come in early that day out there, and obviously with the social distancing, but they, that you can come, you know, put your hot dogs or whatever you want to do, or, or just be, just make it a celebration. I have wrestlers are going to be hosting that out in the parking lot, and of course that afternoon, like I said, Kane's got a private meet and greet, plus he'll be signing out at the ballpark. Um, well, you, you, you know, you mentioned that you mentioned you, Bert, you mentioned the parking lot and tailgating. Uh, I, I may, I'm, I'm just was on the phone on the phone this morning to finalize this deal. I, I'm sure you remember, Bert. I don't know if you do, Sean, but back in 2000, uh, when I left the WWE for just a short time there, uh, I I got hooked up with this guy named Rev out of out of uh, Florida, and he produced monster truck shows. And so the next thing you know, we had a Jerry Lawler monster truck, and uh, we were we were going all around. We went, we went all around the world. We went to Puerto Rico. We went to uh, uh, not the Bahamas. We went to the what's the Bermuda. We went to Bermuda with these trucks, and we were all over the place with the monster truck shows. And uh, Rev called me the other day, and he's he's working on a new project. Uh, but long story short. He wants to bring the uh, Jerry Lawler monster truck out of retirement and bring it to the show there in uh, in Jackson, and maybe I can. Uh, he, he wanted to have me ride out or drive out, drive it out to the ring for the match that night. But earlier in the day, we may have it driving around the uh, parking lot there. How cool would that be? And that's a direct shot from the from the dressing room to the to the the home plate where it is, and you, there is a track there you can drive on. Man, people would love that. That would be amazing. Well, it looks like that's definitely going to happen. So I'm 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 excited about it. But it is it's going along oh with gosh, yeah, that's just amazing. Yeah, they're they're producing. We're gonna we're gonna start producing these uh, little cookies that are that are sort of like sort of like animal crackers or whatever, but they're called monster bites, and they're uh, the little cookie with the monster bite, and and we'll be there promoting those things, and that's what the the monster truck is going to be all about. So. Uh, I just I just finished yesterday doing the artwork for the boxes that these uh, cookies are going to come in. So it's it, it, there's going to be all sorts of stuff that that's going to go along with that show, that anniversary show. We may be uh, you know that may be the debut of the of the monster bites as well. But anyway, what about Bert? You you mentioned Kane. I'm so excited that uh, that some of these uh, great superstars have when they hear about this event, they want to be a part of it. And Kane was one of the first guys. Glenn Jacobs, of course, uh, uh, WWE, uh, you know, superstar for many, 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 many years, and now uh, he's he's going to be there, right? Yeah, the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Glenn Jacobs, as Kane, will be there, and yeah, he's and that that guy is just very, very over the top, pumped to come and uh, talked to him a few times lately, and he just said, "Man, this is just going to be, just going to be so good," and you know. I, a lot of people wondered would we even get to pull this thing off, and I wasn't taking no for an answer. I would have found somewhere to have this because Lawler deserves this, and he deserves it in the 50th year of his career. And there, I, I have learned that there are Jerry Lawler fans from, I mean, coast to coast, and, and the people from out of the country that have just just wrote in that just wishing they could come, and just, just uh, this thing would have been. I honestly believe. In, in the normal times, that would have been a sold-out stadium with international 
uh, attendees from all over the world, really, honest. Well, I, I do know uh, my, my buddy uh, Juan Santos is going to, he's already making plans. He's coming all the way from San Francisco. So there are going to be people coming coming into Jackson from, like you said, all over the country. And and I just got word from someone, from a fan from Canada that is making their plans to come down. So they'll be coming in, like you said, internationally. It's going to be exciting. But tell, tell give us a list uh, sort of sort of an updated list of some of the stars that are going to be on hand for this show. Now, now, Berta, if I'm not mistaken, of course the matches will start at like maybe what time? Seven o'clock or whatever. Matches are going to start at seven thirty. Yes, seven thirty. But the, the, uh-huh. meet, the meet and greet, the meet and greet, where all the fans can come and meet and and get pictures made and autographs with all of the different stars there. That's going to start at what time? Five o'clock. Oh, you got to start it earlier than that. Please. Well, that's two and a half hours. That's not long enough. Okay. I'm telling well, you. Well, it's your celebration. What time do you want to start? <laughs> I would I would start the meet and greet. I would start the meet and greet at four o'clock. Okay. Deal. That's what time I would start the okay. meet and greet and give everybody. But because you've got Bert, you've got so many that I'm just glancing down this list. I mean, it's going to take a while for everybody to just to come by and say hi and get a get an autograph from all of these great stars that are going to be give give us give us a few of the names that are already signed on to this thing. Well, I have a couple names. Okay, but I, I want to I want to start off with superstar Bill Dundee, of course. What? Um, who, Wait a minute! Who invited him? <laughs> Sean, is that your idea to invite Dundee? Oh, you know, I love Bill Dundee. Yeah, I know. I do too. I do too. Uh, and and Bill Bill is you know part of the Memphis legacy, and there's no place he'd rather be. But um, yeah, of course, Kane Kane definitely. Sergeant Slaughter. Oh wow, uh, is coming. Lex, Lex Luger. Holy mackerel. Uh, Tony Atlas. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Um, D'Lo Brown. Hmm. Um, and a lot, there's a lot, what, what I love is there's a lot of the, the old guard coming, like George Goulas. Oh, uh, man. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Oh, uh, wow. Bobby, Bobby Eaton. Um, beautiful Bobby Eaton? Beautiful Bobby's going to be there? Beautiful, beautiful Bobby Eaton's going to be there. Um, uh, just, I mean, we're featuring an incredible ladies match, featuring the daughter of, uh, Prefer Terry Gordy, Miranda Gordy against Thunder Rosa, um, but uh, there are like, Tony Falk, Jerry Calhoun. Yes, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just a lot of legends. Reggie B. Fine is, is oh Lord, come. Reggie B. So, yeah, wait a minute, wait, I, uh, see this, I see this name. Is this right, Dory Funk Jr. Dory Funk Jr. One hundred percent is going to be there. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I know. Amazing. Uh, Rick McCord, who used to work in the Goulas territory back in the day. Um, the Colorado kid, Mike Rapata, who you had a big feud with, former two-time NWA champion. Uh, I mean, the, the list just it goes on and on. Candy Devine, um, you know, from Derek King, some cur- current wrestlers are there. Um, but, the, yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing group. And I heard yesterday... Um, uh, from Scott Steiner, 
who said that he definitely would like to come and is trying to clear his schedule and would confirm today if he could come. So uh, dangerous Doug Gilbert, um, uh, but we're going to let him in the stadium at least. Hmm. <laughs> what about that goofball, Matt Riviera? I've been having some running. Matt Riviera. Hey, listen, yeah, Matt Riviera. Riviera. Well, Sean and I, we've had him on the show. We've had him on the podcast. And Matt Riviera is one of those guys that's like, and Bert, tell me if I'm wrong here. I went through this one time with with Eddie Gilbert, who was a you know who was a fantastic talent, and of course is his brother Doug and everything. But when when I was wrestling against Eddie, it was almost like it was almost like Eddie was uh, you know they say imitation is a sincere form of flattery. It was almost like Eddie was such a a, a super fan of mine as a kid growing up, uh, and then. It, it, it almost went to being from a fan to uh, once he got into wrestling, it, it almost went to, from being a fan to being a, a stalker in the fact that Eddie, Eddie Gilbert, in my mind, he wanted to he just didn't want to just be around me. He wanted to be me. He wanted to get he wanted to get rid of me and, and, and take over what I had, you know, what I had accomplished my whole career. You know, he started throwing the fire and started wearing a crown and, and, and all of this sort of stuff. And, and it, it's almost like Matt Riviera is to me trying to relive the Eddie Gilbert uh, era of my life. Do you, do you see that? At 100%. 100%. Yeah. Matt Riviera just offered you $50,000 cash just to walk away from the business. Yeah. Um, He's and, taken on some he has, of you. He had the money there. I mean, I've seen the money. It was real money. It was crazy. Yeah, the guy. The guy. But no, the he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, Matt, he wants to be you. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and Matt, we we talked to him on the on the podcast before, and he's an admitted. I mean, he was on the show. I think it was Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire or something like that. But anyway, he's he's a he's a multimillionaire, basically because he lived off his family's business over in Arkansas, and uh, not not that he did anything himself to to earn this money, but the fact is he's got a lot of money. And, and you're right. He he came to me. Uh, we've had several matches, and and Matt hasn't been able to win many of them, or maybe not any of them. But as Bert said, he he made this crazy offer. How much was it he offered me to just to just stop and quit wrestling? There was fifty thousand dollars in that bag for real. Yeah, he offered me. He's going to give you thousand dollars for every year you wrestled to leave. Yeah, to leave for good. Well, and then he. And he, yeah, no, I yeah, didn't. for good, yeah. Yeah, he wanted me to leave for good. But uh, anyway, I didn't take that. But, uh, Bert, I know you're the promoter, and I know you're going to book the show, and you're going to book the matches. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of people. I, you know, I don't, I don't, even though probably the biggest historical matches an opponent would be, of course, Bill Dundee. But, I, I you know, I don't think Bill and I want to wrestle against each other anymore. So, uh, but, Bert, but I know Matt, Riviera is is campaigning and trying hard that he wants to uh, he wants to face me at this show and 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 just ruin my fiftieth anniversary by beating me and like putting me out of the business on that historic night. But Bert, I don't want I don't want to wrestle this guy. I don't, I don't want. No, it's for that it's for that reason it's for that reason alone he won't he won't be your opponent. But um, we'll release that on the thirty first of August. 
as you well know, Jerry, we got a list of, uh, we started at about 30 people, it's down to 10, and we'll decide that, and uh, we're going to give the people, let me tell you, they're going to get more than their money's worth, because I, we were talking about people going to be there. One half of PG-13, Wolfie D is coming in. A lot of fans looking forward to seeing Wolfie. Uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich, just, I mean, oh, the wow. list is endless, and it grows every day. Yeah, I'm I'm just so excited about this. Ordinarily, I wouldn't. I'm, ordinarily, I wouldn't be excited about anything that brings uh, attention to the fact that I've been around this long. But this this is going to be this is going to be something else. It really is. It was great the other day. I was at Lawler's house. We were going over some of the business stuff that we do, and and he said, "I, I just don't." And phone call after phone call. Jerry, can you hook me up with tickets? Hook me. Up. <laughs> Jerry says, "I am not this." Finally, he just said, stop this. He said, my God, Bert, what are you doing over there? I'm like, yeah, we can't really be helping your friends out with a lot of tickets on this one because we're, we're restricted on our, our crowds. But, but the word just, I mean, everybody wants to be a part of this incredible night for Jerry. And, and anybody listening, um, the ticket line is area code 731-234-5883. And this isn't promoter height. There are very few field seats. Available and then there's general mission twenty dollars all throughout the stadium. But we are going hey, to hang on, Bert. Hang on, Bert, because I'm I'm even right. I I didn't have that information. So if somebody wants to reserve tickets or buy tickets right now, they can call seven three one two three four five eight eight three five eight eight three. Yeah, and they can, they can do a credit card order by phone. They'll help you. That's the main ticket line. Uh, they have a PayPal set up if people uh, want to go that route, or you can get them at any live USA event. But uh, what I wanted to just pledge to the people, we have so much that Jerry don't even know what's going to happen, That, but we're going to show him a 50th anniversary like no other. And if, if you were a fan of Memphis or the King in any matter, shape, or form, you're going to want to spend this special night with him. And, and I'm really, really pumped that um, Jerry is, is also going to be accessible to the fans to sign autographs. I know he's getting a special T-shirt made commemoratively for the event. We're doing a first-class uh, slick edition of uh, chronicling his 50 years in the business for our official program. But just the people, I mean, just the, the dignitaries and um, – and we're, there may be a well-known country music star going to do the national anthem. We're working on so many things. This has become my – I'm running five shows this week uh, with USA Wrestling, but my staff's running all that because I'm full-time 24-7 on the Lawler Anniversary Show. That has become my, my full-time gig. But um, when the seats are gone, they're gone, folks. So you might, you might want to think about, you know, calling. But I was get, getting back to that doing at the ballpark. Uh, I know a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't Jerry have the anniversary of Memphis? And if there was a facility that could accommodate this thing, we definitely would have would have considered that. But Jerry's got an incredible history in Jackson, Tennessee. And what I like about it is, is if people are flying in, they can fly into Memphis or Nashville. Or if people, he's got an incredible fan base, obviously, in Arkansas and Memphis. And he's got an incredible fan base in Kentucky and, and Nashville. So Jackson's kind of meeting in the middle. And, and like Jerry said, this is a state-of-the-art minor league baseball stadium. This isn't no fly-by stadium. This has all the amenities uh, from the club boxes, um, the, the professional 
uh, concession stands. I mean, this is and every seat in that ballpark is perfect. Yeah, it's it, it absolutely is. Matter of fact, the uh, they've been a minor league stadium uh, team for who is it now? It was Seattle. Um, was the Mariners for years, and now it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks minor league stadium. There, it's like you said, it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Uh, it'll be outdoors, uh, plenty of social distancing, and uh, you know it, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, I, th- I mean, I'm, I can't. I'm excited. I can't wait to see some of these people that I haven't seen for years. You know, Dory Funk Jr., oh, my gosh. Uh, I love Dory. A young man coming in, uh, his name is Carl Fergie. I don't know if you remember him. Carl Fergie? That's my cousin. (laughs) King King Carl Fergie. Yes, he's got a long way to come because I think, doesn't he live in Jackson? (laughs) Yes, he sure does. And uh, the legend Tony Falk will be there. Oh, wow. And, and Tony oh, no. Falk, I just read that Tony Falk's having a uh, in his hometown. They're having like a Tony Falk day or week. Yesterday, or the mayor made a Tony Falk day. Yep. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we had him on TV for so many years as Boy Tony. He was one of our favorite yeah. guys. He he had like the longest losing streak, uh, I think, in the history of Memphis wrestling. And then finally, he started winning. Uh, he, he's uh, we're gonna have to have Boy Tony or Tony Falk on the podcast one day. He's he's got some incredible stories. What is amazing, guys, is if if you check in with me next week for the podcast, I guarantee you this list will be even longer. There are so many people uh, wanting to get on. Well, Jerry, as you well know, we talked about some of the people texting you. Hey, King, uh, I'm available, and and you don't want to overwhelm the event. But but I think it's it, this may be one of the final times where uh, just a real gathering of of legends is really going to happen. And um, you know this year because of the COVID uh, out in Las Vegas, uh, the Cauliflower Alley uh, convention was canceled. I've yep. noticed a lot of people that were that were uh, going to that have reshifted their plans and coming to Jackson that weekend. And this has kind of turned into um, a, a, a mini convention of, of that of that group. But they just decided to make this. They had the time off anyway. They had taken the week, and they just switched their flights to Memphis or Nashville because we have a lot of people that normally were attending the Cauliflower Alley that were coming in. Well, that's, that's why I say you've got to have the uh... – the meet and greet portion of this uh, to be a little bit longer because of the fact that um, uh, because of the fact that it's going to be so many. I mean, there are going to be vendors there. There's going to be so much to see, so much that's available to the uh, the fans that will be. You know, it, it's just going to take a long a long time for the we may, we, to enjoy. Right, it. We may need to do we may need to do it at at, th- at three o'clock because yeah, I think there's over fifty tables. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know I've done a lot of shows for Michael Lombardi up in Northeast Wrestling. And whenever he does the, like the wrestling under the stars and these, he does a lot of shows at baseball stadiums up there as well. And he will have, he will have the, the wrestlers and the vendors all set up all throughout the entire concourse of the, uh, of the baseball stadium, as I'm sure that's the way it'll be here in Jackson. And that's how they're doing it. Yep. Just thousands of people will be in line to, to, uh, 
to meet all of these different stars, and they'll go from one to the next to the next, and uh, it, 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 it'll, it'll be an awful, awfully uh, exciting weekend or, or awfully exciting night that day or that well, day. And, that. and, it, and if, the, if the truck ends up coming, my gosh, everyone's going to want to pose with that truck. Well, I think the truck is coming, so it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'll tell you, that is great. We have uh, we have invited um, some folks we haven't heard back yet, but we hope to, such as Len Rossi. I know King would love to see him again. Oh my uh, gosh, Len Rossi, yes. referee Frank Morell. We have reached out to them, folks, and and I tell you, this list grows every day. Well. Then you're going to have to do this, Bert. Every week on our, you're going to have to keep us updated every week on the podcast with any new additions, or uh, we'll just check in with you and and keep seeing how things are going uh, as we get closer and closer to September the 26th. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, this well, is Bert- this is great. I mean, we didn't get a, a WrestleMania weekend this year. We didn't get the Cauliflower Alley Club, but uh, we're getting this. It's basically WrestleMania for Jerry Lawler. You know what? It has it has the feel of that in Jackson, and it really does. And and there again, this isn't promoters' hype. Lawler will tell you the talk is out there because he's getting hit with this every day. Because I've seen it personally, and because he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I haven't even started advertising the doggone thing yet." <laughs> and I have I have not even I've not even put it up on Twitter or Instagram or anything yet as myself either. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most amazing thing. I've done a couple Facebook releases, and the next thing I knew, the phones were ringing off the off the hook. It was it's just been the most surreal thing. But here's the key: people are ready to be entertained. People are ready to see some great Southern style wrestling, and they're they're ready to honor Lawler. And it was just the I, I don't want to put it like this, but it's the perfect storm of everything coming together for just an incredible, incredible, incredible event. And in case of rain, don't worry about it because the city has has the Omen Arena on hold for us, and we'll still be able to put the truck down there too. Um, we'll have to put tables inside the corridors and inside the buildings with everybody that's coming. But um, that that number that they've allowed us uh, through this through the the CDC regulations that can accommodate Omen Arena as well. Well, Bert, I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, it sounds like you're sort of pretty excited about this uh, as well. And like I said, we're going to check in with you every week on the podcast from now on up until September 26th and, and see how this thing is progressing, okay? Yes, sir. And, uh, folks, once again, if you need tickets, 731-234-5883. Because when they're gone, they're not going to let us sell anymore, so... All right. Well, Bert, listen, thanks for being on the show today, and uh, we'll check back in with you next week, okay? Okay, guys. King, I'll see you soon. All right, Bert. Thank you. Wow. That's awesome. So what is a day like this for you? I can't even imagine. Everything with the fans and then just like a this is your life of all these people from the the past 50 years of your life coming in. What's a day like this uh, typically like for you? Well, I know it's not typical. It hasn't happened a lot of times, but... You know, when you have these reunion shows. Well, you know what? I don't know. I really haven't. We did. We did one reunion show once down in uh, in South Haven, Mississippi, at the at the Landers Center, and we brought back. Man, I'm telling you, I was just looking at uh, some of the 
uh, YouTube video of that the other day where we brought in so many of the past superstars. I mean, you know, we, we had, we even had, uh, Sputnik Monroe and Billy Wicks there. And of course, Lance was the, the host of the thing and we had the matches and it was, it was literally an all day celebration. And, and I, I just revert back to, uh, I just revert back to being a fan myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like when I go to comic cons, you know, I, I'll go there, of course, to be one of the celebrities that to be signing, uh, pictures and, and taking pictures with fans and everything. But I'm more interested in going around and seeing the other celebrities and seeing the other movie and TV stars. Uh, I, 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 I really like to go to these things because I'm a, I'm a big fan as well. And that's, that's what, you know, when I hear, you, you hear some of those names of once again, it's like Kane, uh, Dory Funk Jr., uh, Lex Luger, Dilo Brown. Uh, I mean, all of these, all of these names that are, that are already, uh, on this list. I, I'm, I'm going to be just like a fan walking around, having my picture made with all these guys as, as well as anybody. It's going to be exciting to me. Uh, it's fantastic. And you and I have talked about some ideas that are out there for the main event and your big uh, match. And uh, I know that hasn't been released yet, but I think everybody that gets a ticket will be very satisfied with the uh, the lineup. Yeah. And as Bert said, he's, uh, you know, he's going to work on that. And he is narrowing the list down. He's got like 10 different opponents and, and uh, that that uh, that that's what that's the thing that I'm putting in. In Bert's lap, I'm gonna leave that up to him, and and he's done that for so many years. Promoted wrestling shows all around Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Alabama, and so, that sort of thing. So uh, that's the that's one of the main things that he's going to be responsible for. And I guarantee you, he'll he'll put together a really exciting card and matches for that night. So uh, that's the, that's the one thing I don't have to worry about. Well, that is fantastic. Again, it's September 26th, the ballpark at Jackson, home of the Jackson Generals, USA Championship Wrestling, the 50th anniversary of the career of Jerry the King Lawler. I don't even know if there's ever been like a 50-year anniversary like this. I'd have to maybe in like Lucha or something. So this is uh, this is tremendous. Um, the other yeah, thing, okay. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's many guys that have hung around that long that are still wrestling 50 years after they had their first match. Well, they're just not physically able to. You're a freak. <laughs> well, thanks. In a good I, way. It, <laughs> in a good way. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, I yeah. mean, seriously, we talk about all the matches you've had and all the times you've fallen on this wooden ring and still able to get up and go after it. Well, you know, Burke Prentice said a while ago, uh, in 50 years, if you averaged – 300 matches a year, which I, I'm, uh, that's, that's too much. I mean, sure, for the first, I'll bet 20 years of that, uh, or 20 plus years of that, uh, career, there was probably more than 300 matches a year. But I, I cut it down to just, just say on the average, if you just average out 200 matches a year, that give, that give you a hundred days, you know, 165 days off in, in a year. So if you average, 200 matches per year over 50 years. That's 10,000 matches. That's going to wrap up part one of this two-part episode of the Jerry Lawler Show. Part two will be on Wednesday, and the king will pay tribute to his fallen comrade, the great Kamala, James Harris. In the meantime, please leave a five-star review on iTunes to help the show, and the king will be back on Wednesday.